0: this right here could be the biggest moment of his career is it his time no watson is wearing a green jacket at augusta there's no doubt about it the bear has
1: come out of hibernation all right a lot to do here on the golf preview podcast on pre-games betting network i'm your host will doctor nice to have you with us As I bring the latest news and best picks and predictions as far as the world of golf is concerned. We'll do picks for the seventh and final fall series uh, tournament in the RSM Classic there in St. Simons Island. After this week, we'll do one or two more podcasts uh, before the spring season starts in Kapalua. We'll... One hundred percent, do a two thousand twenty four major championship futures podcast at some point between now and January first, um, and then we may do picks for the Hero World Challenge, which would be uh, the week of November twenty seventh. Uh, the reason uh, I'm not a hundred percent on a pod before the Hero is because Tiger only invites twenty five guys to play his event, so typically. The odds for the hero are massively overpriced. So we'll see about that when the odds come out on Monday, the the 27th. But the futures pod uh, for the 2024 majors is something that I'm already putting together, something I'm already really looking forward to. The Masters will obviously lead the way in April at Augusta National. The PGA Championship will be the second major held of the year at Valhalla there in Kentucky. Uh Most recently, Valhalla hosted the 2014 PGA Championship, uh, which is where Rory McIlroy won his fourth and most recent major championship. I'd say more historically, Valhalla is also the site where Tiger won his second career PGA Championship and fifth total major. Uh, He won the 2000 PGA there in a playoff over Bob May. And the reason I say more historically is because what a year – that 2000 was for tiger woods that win at the 2000 pga was it was a key leg of completing the tiger slam uh, that historical run really started at the back end of the 1999 season because at the 99 pga medina uh, tiger woods had just taken down sergio garcia um, in a playoff which was tiger's second major 97 Masters was Tiger's first major. 99 PGA was his second. Now, Tiger did not win the 99 Masters. That that If he had won the 99 Masters and then went on and won the rest of the three majors of the year, that would be a, a perfect grand slam. However, he did not win the 99 Masters. Uh, he won the PGA in 99 and then went to the 99 Masters, and the Spaniard, Jose Maria Orthabo, ended up winning the 99 Masters. But Tiger did go on to win the next four majors after that, and which would be called the Tiger Slam. He won the 2000 US Open at Pebble by 15 shots. Tiger won the 2000 British Open at St. Andrews by eight shots. And then he gets to Valhalla. He gets to Valhalla for the 2000 PGA. And that was not the easiest of victories uh for tiger uh, especially compared to those first two majors i mean won the 90 won the 2000 us open by 15 shots won the 2000 british by eight shots uh the 2000 pga the the uh third major of that year much different story tiger had little known journeyman bob may at his throat for 72 holes I gotta say Bob May brought out Tiger's A game that week. The Tiger 67 that Sunday at Valhalla was absolutely epic. I suggest all of you go re-watch it on YouTube. It's one of the all-time best rewatchables in golf. Tiger and Bob May they went punch for punch the whole way and Tiger ended up winning in a three-hole playoff and then to complete the Tiger slam, um, Tiger won the first major of 2001 at the Masters, so understand Valhalla is a very special golf course with some special history. I always rave about the 2000 PGA, but I'll also never forget Rory's win there at the 2014 PGA storm back to beat Phil on Sunday, which was epic. So, uh, first two majors of next year, you got the Masters, then second, you've got the PGA at Valhalla. Don't let me forget. Pinehurst number two, not only the site of Martin Keimer's U.S. Open win in 2014, but you want to talk about a little bit more historical uh, tournaments at Pinehurst. How about the 99 U.S. Open where Payne Stewart um, beat Phil Mickelson, outlasted Phil Mickelson on a U.S. Open Sunday? Um, and that at 42 years old, that was Payne Stewart's last major championship and his last professional win before dying in a plane crash a couple months later. So Pinehurst, a ton of history there, a ball striker's paradise. Um, when you talk about majors where you could see Tiger back in the mix, you could see maybe an older veteran um, emerge there. Pinehurst is definitely the course to do it at. And then the final major of 2024 will be the Open at Royal Troon um, off Scotland's historic Ayshire Coast. Uh, Troon did host a women's open in 2020. So Pia Popov, the German was the victor, but this will be the first men's open. Troon has hosted since 2016 when Henrik Stenson and Phil Mickelson faced off in a a Sunday match play situation and Stenson emerged for his first and only major championship win. But really Troon is probably the most prized host course As far as next year's majors are concerned, Bobby Locke in 1950, Arnold Palmer won his second major there in 1962, Tom Weiskopf won his only major at Troon in 73, Tom Watson won his fourth open there in 82, you know, Troon is a major championship course that has historically brought out the best. I'm really looking forward to the open there, Uh, but we'll keep you posted on when we, when I do the full 2024 major championship preview sometime between now and the first of the year. All right, what's next? Let's do some review of the Bermuda championship before we get to the picks for the RSM classic there in Sea Island, Georgia. Listen, as far as the Bermuda championship, I, I was punching myself this past Sunday. It was the best Sunday of the fall series by a mile. Let me first say that, but I was punching myself because I sat here last Tuesday and explained how good of a story Camillo Viegas was. And, you know, even though he didn't win in Cabo last week, I was telling you how good of a story it was and how Villegas was grinding to play well at the end of the fall in order to get his PGA Tour card back. Yet, I didn't have a single ticket on Villegas for Bermuda, and he was 145 to one to win at certain points through the tournament. I did nothing pre tournament on Vegas. Um, I sat there and did nothing from a live betting perspective, watched every round of that golf tournament. I didn't put in one pick on Vegas. No matchups, no picks to place. Heck, I didn't even put him in my lineup. Um, Got to do a better job, at least from a live perspective. Got to keep an eye on that. And Looking back, I know this is easy to do, uh, but if you listen to me week to week, you'll know that I don't ever sit here uh, the week after an event and go, you know, how did I not have that guy? I never do that. Way too easy to do in the world of golf betting. But as I sat there and reflected after the end of the Bermuda Championship on Sunday, I was really questioning how the hell I had absolutely nothing on Camillo Villegas, Uh, you know. Uh, for the fall series, we've been focusing on on three numbers as far as the FedEx Cup money list is concerned: 60, 125, and one hundred fifty are the three numbers we are we're paying attention to on the money list. With one fall event to go, you finish better. You finish sixtieth or better, you get into all full field events including the pebble beach pro-am and genesis invitational riviera if you finish the fall ranked between between 61 and 152 you get into all full field regular season events not including signature tournaments like memorial and bay hill and if you finish between 125 and 150 you get conditional status on the pga tour and you get some starts over in europe on the dp world tour so Knowing this, we go back to Camillo Villegas. Uh, Camillo Villegas was an ass hair inside the top 150 heading into Bermuda. Even with the second place finish behind Van Bruin and Cabo, Villegas was 147th on the FedEx Cup standings heading into Port Royal. He was in dire need of a great finish in Bermuda in order to gain status in the PGA Tour for the spring. Villegas had a you know compelling, feel-good storyline following him, and I didn't place a single bet on him for Bermuda. And I was very disappointed from that perspective. And to tell you the truth, I've really stuck up the joint with the picks since we hit Tom Kim to win at the Shriners. I'm still up 100, 102 units going into the 46th and final week of the, of the, of the season of the wraparound season, it was a winning year from start to finish as I hit seven total outright winners. You know, I have no problem saying I was the best golf handicapper out there this year, but you want to talk about limping to the finish line. Uh, The last three weeks have been brutal for the Bermuda championship. My winner was Bing Griffin at 25 to one. He finished 37th after four rounds at 12 under par. Doug Gim, former Texas Longhorn, was my lone top 20 and plus 160. He did not make it to the weekend at Port Royal. Alex Smalley was my sleeper. I had him top 10 at plus 250. He finished 30th. So I went 0 for 2 in the picks to place there in Bermuda. And then I went 1 uh, for – I hit one of two matchups – uh, last week with the action at Port Royal, we hit Justin Lauer over MJ Duffy at minus one ten. Lauer had a nice week while Duffy missed the cut. And then our losing matchup was Brandon Wu over Vince Whaley at minus one ten. Credit to Whaley; had a phenomenal week there at Port Royal, beat Brandon Wu by four strokes. So, bottom line is for last week we went down three point one units there for Bermuda, third losing week in a row have to get back in the saddle but once again up 102 units on the year so i don't want to hear from any of the twitter talking heads over the off season let me get my rest in Um, and nothing but five stars for the pod on apple and for spotify but the bottom line is uh that was villegas's first win in nine years fifth total on the pga tour And against all odds at 41 years old, you know, he's back. He's back full time on the PGA tour and he is exempt into every major championship for 2024 to give you an idea of where Villegas's game was prior to the last two weeks. um, You know, Camillo Villegas was signed up for corn Ferry tour qualifying school in two weeks. Um, He, you know, he had recorded one top 10 finish over his last 23 events before his second place finish in Cabo and his win in Bermuda. I mean, he was playing, Villegas was playing so bad that he did a, a trial run with Golf Channel's commentating team at the end of the spring because he had given up on his game and was starting to think about his future in terms of life after golf. And less than three months later, after switching coaches, after placing his game in the trust of the great Jose Compra, less than three months uh, after sitting in the booth with Golf Channel Steve Sands, Camillo Villegas outlasted Alex Noren for his fifth career PGA Tour win. Uh, Norin, on a small note, Noren's inability to close is becoming you know, more and more apparent You know, Golf Channel kept showing the list of 54 hole leads. Noren has held in the PGA Tour, and yet, um, you know, he's yet to seal the deal. And one of them reminds me a lot of Tommy Fleetwood, just absolutely uh, cannot get it done on this side of the pond. But I digress. Camillo Villegas will be driving back down Magnolia Lane for the seventh time in his career, and it will be his first time back at Augusta since 2015. All right, let's get to work on these RSM classic picks. Uh today we will discuss the top 4 favorites on the odds boards. Uh then we will do two matchups and two picks to place. I'll then give you one winner, a sleeper, a lineup, a scoring prediction, and then we will wrap things up with the best bet. Let's kick things off with discussing Ludwig Oberg at 14 to 1 on DraftKings FanDuel and BetOnline and Remember what we talked about before the worldwide technology championship two weeks ago, Oberg has done no wrong since August tech. He's barely played a bad week since becoming a professional golfer. And the important thing for Oberg is that he's done what he's needed to do. As far as this fall series is concerned, both on the PGA tour and the DP world tour so far this fall, He's played 3 events on the PGA Tour and finished top 10 um in all of them which has gotten him up to 96th in the FedEx Cup standings uh which means he is safely inside that 125, 125 mark and he will 100% be in every full field event in the spring and Oberg has equally solidified himself in the DP World Tour he played 3 events on the DP World Tour in Europe this fall, he top 10 in two of them and won the other. Um, and he's 68th on the DP World Tour Order of Merit. So, what Oberg has done is he came out of Texas Tech in May, and in a matter of six months, he won a European Tour event. He qualified for a European Ryder Cup team. And after this week, he will officially hold full status on both the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. Now, that's just incredible progress for someone who is, you know, five months out of college. Uh, but as far as this week, he did play in the RSM Classic last year and missed the cut after a subpar week off the tee. Obviously, when you look at where Oberg's game is now, he has no weaknesses. He's well above tour average in every statistical category. And the ticket that I am just obsessed with this week is Ludwig Oberg to finish atop the European leaderboard at plus two twenty five on DraftKings Sportsbook, and I'll talk about uh, talk more about that ticket when we get to the picks to place. For now, we're on to Russell Henley at eighteen to one on William Hill, and from a statistics perspective, Russell Henley was a lot closer to qualifying for the U.S. Ryder Cup team than a lot of people would have guessed. Henley ended the spring playing some really good golf from the Wyndham championship to the tour championship. He didn't have a finish worse than 14th and really 2023 as a whole was a success for Henley. He was in the mix at the majority of the biggest events of the season, 19th at the players, fourth at the masters 14th at the U S open. I thought last season was a huge step in the right direction for 34 year old Russell Henley. Henley does have four PGA tour wins on his resume, but from the perspective of contending in major championships last year was really Henley's first taste of success when it comes to majors, especially Augusta. You know, when you ask those who were closest to Henley uh, specifically his childhood coach, Bobby Hicks, they would tell you that Henley played some of the best golf of his life at Augusta in 2023. What a special week that was for Henley being that he's from Georgia and that he went to Georgia, look for Russell Henley to be, to be back contending at Augusta in 2024. As far as, uh, this week is concerned with Henley at the RSM. There's a lot to like about Henley and Sea Island as he's finished top 25 and four of his eight career starts here at the RSM. Uh, you'll want to stay away from Henley's matchups against Oberg and Harmon, but I will be on Russell Henley to top 20 at plus 110 on bet online. With how well Henley finished this spring, with how well he played in majors, and the way he's played at the RSM in years past. There's no reason to pass on Henley at plus money to top 20 in a weaker fall series field like the RSM Classic. Ah! All right. Next up on the odds favorites is Brian Harmon at 20 to 1 on MGM and Bet Online. And the reigning open champion finished second at the RSM last year. Like Henley, Brian Harmon has had a ton of success here in his residing town of St. Simon's Island. Um, as far as Harmon at the RSM and the good finishes, fourth in 2018, 14th in 2020, and then a tied for second here last year. Uh, it will be interesting to see how the 36 year old follows up his solo major championship win this season. He's only played three events since winning the Open. He followed up that Clara Jug win with some good results in the FedEx Cup playoffs, fifth at the BMW for Harmon, and then kind of limped in at Eastlake, 23rd at Eastlake, not that impressive, considering there's only 30 people in the field. It does worry me that Harmon did not play one fall series tournament. I do think he is in the field this week because of the convenience that you know this golf course is in his backyard. I'm just not sure what Brian Harmon's workload was over the offseason as far as the golf is concerned. I know he's a big hunter. We are in the middle of hunting season. He bought a ton of land over the offseason from Davis love the third, you know, he's eager to start building out the dream ranch, his dream property after the big win at Royal Liverpool. So I'm going to pass on Brian Harmon this week. He's going to play this one event of the spring, and then we won't see him again until the century tournament of champions there in the first week of January. So I'm a pass on Brian Harmon this week. And, the same goes for Cam Young at twenty to one on MGM and Bet Online. I'll be passing on Young this week because we've only seen him on the course uh, once since the spring, and that was a fifty fourth place finish in Cabo. Young did play the RSM last year; that was his first time going around the Plantation and Seaside courses as a pro, and he finished thirtieth. Um, but once again, nothing going on Cam Young for me this week. And I would pass on his matchups against Brian Harmon and Ludwig O'Berg.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support. Vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore.
0: Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more,
2: start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash
1: SOV. Check it out. All right, let's get to the matchups for the RSM Classic. We start with Camillo Villegas over Cam Champ at minus 115 on Online and i'm going to hop on the viegas train uh, a little late here but not without reason i'm not taking uh viegas over champ just because viegas won last week but because viegas has had a ton of past success at these two golf courses in sea island viegas uh you know he did not have many opportunities to break out of that winless slump over the last 9 years but the one tournament he seemed to continue to contend at is the rsm classic he should have won the 2016 edition of this golf tournament he was in a five man playoff with billy horschel uh, henrik norlander uh, blaine barber and Mackenzie hughes hughes was the one that emerged as the victor that week and then in 2021 viegas was also back in the mix at the rsm classic he fired rounds of 64 66 70 66 and went on to finish sixth that week. So, Villegas, not only someone who's on fire as of late, but Sea Island, you know, is also a place that has been good to him over the years. And as for Camp Champ, you know, it's a it's a brutal week for the Aggies. You say see you later to Jimbo Fisher. I'll tell you from a golf perspective, it's not going to get that much better with Camp Champ. We tried to target him a few weeks ago in Cabo in that matchup over Ben Griffin. That did not hit his Griffin bested champ by three strokes, but the reason we targeted champ at El Cardinal is because of the way he plays on coastal golf courses, and I would not put the seaside and plantation courses, Sea Island, in that category. There is much more of a premium on fairways and greens on these two golf courses and that directly plays into the weaknesses of Cam Champ. He's 96th on tour in driving accuracy and 116th in stroke gained approach. That's not going to get the job done this week for our first matchup for the RSM. It's going to be Camillo Villegas over Cam Champ at minus one fifteen on Bet Online. Matchup number two will be Matias Schmidt over Taylor Pendrith at plus one twelve on Bet Online and. You know, a lot of media talking heads, a lot of dot-com talking heads, a lot of ex-dot-com talking heads will tell you that Taylor Pendrith is back in the saddle after three consecutive top 15 finishes in a row. Third in Vegas, 15th in Cabo, and eighth last week in Bermuda for Pendrith. But, you know, color me obsessed with what I saw of Matti Schmidt last week at the Bermuda Championship. This is a 25-year-old German that has one of the sweetest golf swings on tour. So fundamentally sound, such great tempo, such a phenomenal sound that comes off the club of Matti Schmidt. You talk about the last three starts for Matti Schmidt. He went second at the Andalusia Masters in the DP World Tour. He finished 38th in Cabo and then runner-up again last week in Bermuda. Uh, Taylor Pendrith, while I understand he's played some good coastal golf, Taylor Pendrith's ball striking was a huge problem all year long. 146th in driving accuracy and 103rd in approach. That is horrible there for Pendrith. And if there are any blemishes with the long ball around Sea Island, this pro- this, this matchup should be no problem at all for Matt T. Schmidt. And one more... One more thing on Schmidt. He's 120th on the FedEx Cup standings going into this week. This is not a guy who can afford a bad week and drop drop out of that top 125. Uh, that would basically take away his full status for the PGA tour in the spring. But the good news is I forecast that not happening. I forecast that he betters his ranking after this week with his game rounding into form at the perfect time. So matchup number two. Will be Matthias Schmidt over Taylor Pendrith at plus 112 on bet online. All right, we're on to the picks to place for the RSM Classic. I have given you both of these already today, but let's just do a little quick recap. Number one is going to be Ludwig Oberg to finish atop the European leaderboard at plus 225 on DraftKings and listen you might look at Oberg in the top continental european leaderboard and go well he has less guys to beat oberg at at plus 185 on the continental leaderboard that might be a safer look but really it's the same three guys that oberg has to worry about on the full european leaderboard which is why i prefer the riskier odds here i prefer to stick with the top european leaderboard at plus 225 for oberg when you look at the players that he has to take down, he'll need to contend with Alex Norin, Steven Yeager, and Matty Schmidt. Um, I do feel confident that he beats each of them, starting with number one, starting with Norin, I imagine he will be drained after failing to convert the 54-hole lead in Bermuda. Number two is Steven Yeager. You know, Jaeger's never finished better than 29th in four appearances at the RSM Classic. And then number three, the one player that you do have to worry about um, in this Oberg top European ticket is Mati Schmidt. I think Schmidt is going to have a good week, but you hope a good week for Schmidt is somewhere between 20th and 30th place. And you hope that a good week for Oberg is a finish between 5th and 10th. That is the idea here. Now, other than Noren, Jaeger, and Schmidt, There are 11 other Europeans who Oberg will have to beat, and I don't think he'll have trouble with any of them. I understand that Thomas Dietrich, the Belgian, I understand he's had a decent year in 2023, but he has not finished better than 33rd over his last six starts. I don't think Dietrich will be a problem. Martin Laird, Henrik Norlander, Russell Knox. These are all Europeans who have struggled and will have a very tough time Getting into contention this week, so for pick to place number one, it's Ludwig Oberg to finish top, the European leaderboard at plus two twenty five on DraftKings. We already did, yeah, uh, you know, we did the second pick to place. That's going to be Russell Henley to top twenty at plus one ten on online. Finishing up on Henley, you know, he left the spring on a very good note. He played well enough. Um, in the spring to arguably make that american rider cup team and russell henley is is deadly consistent when it comes to playing the seaside and plantation golf courses sea island so for matchup number two it's going to be russell henley to top 20 plus 110 on bet online all right, guys, you want $15 off anything uh, over at pregame.com. Listeners of this golf podcast only get $15 off anything at pregame.com. If you use my coupon code RSM15, once again, that is m15. For $15 off anything over at Pregame.com. Listen, college basketball is back. We are in full mode with the NFL and college football season. Go over to Pregame.com. Use my coupon code RSM15 for $15 off anything at Pregame.com. All right, let's do our one winner uh, for the RSM Classic. It's going to be Billy Horschel to win at 50-1 to on FanDuel. And, you know, everyone has forgotten all about Billy Horschel, primarily because he was in a massive slump for the majority of last season. And that was a real shocker to the golf world after Horschel won three times worldwide between 2021 and 2022. You know, remember he won the WGC Dell match play in 21 there at Austin Golf Club. He won the BMW PGA Championship last year on the DP world tour. And he won the memorial um, at Jack's place in 2022, but 2023 for the most part was not one to remember for Horschel. Um, I say for the most part, because while everyone has been watching NFL over the fall, Billy Horschel has quietly revived his game there on the DP world tour. Check out Billy Horschel's last five tournaments fourth at the Wyndham championship, where his, Spring PGA Tour season ended. He played great there at Sedgefield, but didn't uh, acquire enough points through the year to qualify for the playoffs. So he caught up on some rest, a little bit over the playoffs there after the Wyndham. And then when the rest of the top players in the world were resting, Billy Ho flew across the pond to work on his game on the DP World Tour. And here are his last three starts rolling into the RSM. 18th at the BMW PGA. 20th at the French open and then 14th at the Alfred Dunhill links championship. That 100% shows you that Billy Horschel is trending in the right direction. And to make matters even better for Billy Ho this week, he has played beautifully over the years at sea Island. I told you earlier that Camillo Villegas was in that 27, 17 playoff there at the RSM. Billy Ho was also in that playoff and he missed a tap in to win on the first playoff hole that year. I'll never forget it. But the bottom line is in four career starts at Sea Island, Billy Ho has finished better than 20th in two of those. I believe he is the best winning option this week. It is Billy Horschel to win the RSM Classic at 50-1 to on FanDuel. All right, let's get to our sleeper for the week. It's going to be Matt Kuchar to top 10 and plus 425 on betonline. And here's a former St. Simons Island resident, you know, Kucher moved to Jupiter, Florida recently, but regardless, he spent most of his pro career living off the coast of Georgia. Matt Kucher is another player like Horschel who finished up the spring on the PGA tour and went right to Europe to sharpen up his game over the fall. He's played a mix, you know, I guess Horschel, you know, Horschel didn't play much in the fall. Kucher has played a mix of the PGA tour and the DP world tour this fall. Um, and, and and he's had a ton of success doing so. When you look at the progression, 45 year old Matt Kuchar has made in the fall. Here's his resume. He goes seventh in Napa, 67th at the Alfred Dunhill, not anything to remember there. Then he went 19th at the Andalusia masters. And in his last start before this week, Kuchar finished second in Cabo at the worldwide technology championship. Kuchar is playing some fantastic golf, heading into a place where he's had a lot of success over his career. Five top 25 finishes and 11 total starts at the R- at the RSM for Kuchar. So your best sleeper option this week is a hundred percent. Matt Kuchar to top 10 at plus four twenty-five on bet online. Let's get to the lineup here for this week's RSM. Number one, Will be Russell Henley. Uh, number two will be Justin Suh, who comes to the RSM off back-to-back top ten finishes. Suh vaulted to number seventy-one on the FedEx Cup standings. You will see the former USC Trojan playing full time on the PGA Tour next season. So number two is Justin Suh. Number three is the seven-time PGA Tour winner and this week's outright winner Billy Horschel. And number four, for number four, I really like RSM defending champion Adam Svensson. Um, In the four hole as he's recorded two top 20s and four starts in the spring. For number five, I'll roll with Kevin Kisner. Now, Kisner has played horrible, awful since signing with Wilson Golf last year. That has been well recorded, made an equipment switch, and it came back to haunt him. But when you look at Kisner's last two starts in Napa and the Sanderson Farms, No top finishes, but he made the cut in both of those events, which was a change of pace for Kisner. When you go look at 2023 for Kisner, you see a ton of missed cuts. The made cuts in Napa and at the Sanderson Farms were definitely a step in the right direction. And T to Green, his stats were much improved on. So I'm interested to see how Kisner finishes off 2023 Um, I look for him to play well here this week and leave 2023 with some better thoughts. So um, Kisner will be in the five spot and to round things out in the caboose, I'll roll with Champions Tour member in 2009 Open champion, Stuart Sink, who's coming into Sea Island off a seventh place finish in Bermuda. So the lineup will go as follows, Russell Henley, Justin Suh, Billy Horschel, Adam Svensson, Kevin Kisner in the five spot, and then Stuart Sink in the sixth and final position on our lineup. For the scoring prediction, um, interesting, 19-under has won, I think, three or four times since 2018. And in the other editions uh, of this tournament since 2018, um, it is, the, the winning score has been no higher than 22-under, but no lower than 19-under. Uh, The weather in St. Simons Island this week calls for rain all the way up until Saturday, and then the sun will come out all weekend. If anything, that rain here, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, rain, it should soften conditions for some lower scores on the weekend. I'm going to stick to, you know, what's won here most in in the five years uh, past. My winning score prediction will be 19 under par this week for the RSM Classic. As for the first round leader, now I'm not sure what the deal is. I've checked this three times. I do not see uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, or BetOnline offering first round leaders this week. Um, if you're, you know, in love with my outright winner Billy Horschel, you can find Billy Horschel to lead the first round and then to go on and win the tournament at two uh, at two hundred to one. But I don't see, and I'm not on that ticket. I don't see any first-round leaders um, as far as DraftKings, FanDuel, or BetOnline is concerned. If I missed it, call me out on it. But as of 4.12 p.m. Central on Tuesday afternoon, I do not see first-round leaders on the books. But if it appears before Thursday, and I'll check with Sleepy and AJ as far as what the live look is there from Vegas. But if if the books show first-round leaders before Thursday— I'll give you a first round leader play on X. You can follow me at DR media five, turn your notifications on. Keep an eye on that could potentially give you a first round leader pick later in the week. And as for the best bet, I'm going with our outright winner, Billy Horschel to top 10 at plus four fifty on William Hill. Thanks for joining me on this 47 week marathon of a PGA tour season. Had a lot of fun with you all this year. I'll be back to you with a 2024 Major Championships Futures pod in a few weeks. Other than that, unless we do a Hero World Challenge preview, I'll talk to you the first week of January for the Century Tournament of Champions Picks. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Uh, get the latest in the world of golf from me on X at DRmedia59, and we'll see you after the holidays.